and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David, Yeah. how you doing? I would say I'm on tenterhooks. That's what I'm on. What the uh, hell? On the edge of my seat. Oh, okay. All right. Is you, don't, that, you don't know that saying? Say it again. I'm on tenterhooks. Tenterhooks. Yeah. yeah, it's a saying. It sounds familiar. Yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. Because we got to get through some stuff, but it's like there's a there's a it is a race against the clock <laughs> yeah there's a poisonous rattlesnake on the other side of the table <laughs> exactly we had to get through the, waiting these to strike. ads before it strikes <laughs> um yeah so uh let's pay some bills first yeah yeah um okay everybody we're just going to get this out of the way Except we love our sponsors. We do love our sponsors. Okay. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Mubi, a curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, Mubi's curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only $4.99 a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. Currently showing on Mubi, I wanted to mention this because of last, uh, last week's episode... Uh, currently showing are the Mario Bava films, Black Sabbath and Bay of Blood. I remember that you and Travis uh, had a lot to say about Mario Bava, and we did not get a chance to talk much about him last week. So uh, you can find that on and several other movies on Mubi. Uh, there's also a special offer for listeners of Battleship Pretension. You can try Mubi free for a month. Just go to Mubi.com. That's M-U-B-I dot com slash Battleship to redeem now. So that is one sponsor. Here comes another one, and we mentioned them uh, last week. Um, it is a film called After a Long Day, Alexis Comes to a Decision. So let me explain what this film is about. <clears throat> After a Long Day, Alexis Comes to a Decision is a feature-length comedy about a lonely, overweight woman dealing with the aftermath of a half-naked photo of her being posted on Facebook by her cruel sister. Alexis lives in a trailer park with her wise, chain-smoking granny and younger sister Gina, who will do anything for the spotlight. Celebrating her bummer of a 33rd birthday, I know what that's about, uh, Alexis (laughs) is prompted by her younger, hotter sister to start a weight loss plan in order to reclaim her youth, but as a cruel joke, her sister posts uh, posts Alexis's before photo to Facebook. Things take an unexpected turn when her friends are elated to assume she's pregnant. Over the course of a very long day, Alexis, Alexis juggles the lie of a lifetime, an ex-cop drug dealer, the father of her fake baby, her long-lost drunken mother, and a Russian-speaking pet turtle aiming his sights for the cosmos. Once again, that last part threw me. Uh... Production is slated to begin at the end of October, so it's probably started already, but you can still get your contributions in. Just click on the ad at BattleshipPretension.com to help this quirky comedy get off the ground. It sounds great. Alexis, what? I had a great 33rd birthday. You did? Yeah, you were there. I don't recall it. Yeah. I was pretty drunk. All right. Alexis comes to a decision is what it's called. Indeed. After a long day. After a long day, she does. Um, So, let's get into the episode. It's... Now, we got some math to do here. Real quick, I want you, the listener, to look down at your MP3 player or, your, or the screen that you're looking at, your phone, whatever you're using to listen to this podcast, and check out the number of the episode. Mm-hmm. Every episode we've done within the main, you know, strain of episodes mm-hmm. has a number. Anytime that number ends in a five, in a zero, right, is divisible by ten. Usually, 
that means well it's a profile episode Obviously, we're gonna pick yes. a, who are we profiling we're today, pick a, 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 a famed film artist and profile their career that's what we do every 10 weeks except you're forgetting tyler and listener you're forgetting if that number in addition to being divisible by 10 is also divisible by 50 okay that means the episode is a fucking party oh that's because right. we are celebrating a milestone that's so we'd right. like to have two of our favorite guests back uh some of them have been uh, on these episodes more than once, uh, right. including one of the, uh, the the rattlesnake across from me. Uh, <laughs> why don't we introduce them to help us celebrate our 450th episode? It's the rattlesnake himself, Josh Fadem, and director Robbie Pickering. Hi. Hi. How, how you guys doing? <laughs> Boy, it's always really hard to keep quiet during those intros whenever I actually do it. Uh, I'm not good with rules. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what we want from you, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like the rule. You like to break rules. Well, first of all, before we get started on anything, I have to say I've also never heard of Tenter Hooks. Uh-huh. Tenter. Yeah, that was that was a deep cut. Where Where's that from? Uh, I think, it's from old timiness. Uh, I thought I had heard tender hooks but i guess i i misremember i don't know, know either of them a couple other things i need to get out real quick Mooby rhymes with booby and alexis is a great reliable car hmm. <laughs> hmm. what if the movie was about alexis coming to a decision after <laughs> oh a long day? suddenly that russian speaking turtle is not uh, such a big deal and that sounds like a pixar film. okay t- tenter hook a hook used to fasten cloth on a drying frame or tenter oh i thought it was like a german torture thing uh, well we can't uh, rule that out yeah. hey tyler you know uh if the vi- if the viewers at home who are listening to the tv and watching the podcast speaker uh don't know you've got a lot of dvds in this room i do yeah. i, w- I want to ask as a movie lover and uh, uh consumer are these only films that you're like i'm buying this i love i love this film i'm buying this or do you, are some of them i i haven't seen that but i'm going to impulse buy it uh, there's, there's a handful of the, of the latter there. Uh, mm-hmm. that's not a thing I really do anymore. Right. Uh, I think the, the collector's term for that is a blind buy. That's oh, well, I don't know that term. They call that a blind <laughs> buy. That's exciting. Now, how long has blind buy term been around? I don't know. I just learned it from I listening think to our friends. Made I made it up like oh. tenter hooks. No, our friends of the Criterion cast who are home video collecting, Got uh, it. enthusiasts, uh, often refer to blind buying. You know what? Uh, I think the last, or like, you know, what Barnes and Noble does its 50% off Criterion sale like twice a year, I think. Um, it's, it's, I feel Criterion like it's every two months. Too, I think. Okay. Uh, whatever, whatever, uh, the last, the one before the most recent one, I did three blind buys. Uh, uh, I don't like where we're at. (laughs) See how those movie nerds run to the sale. (laughs) Uh, See, it doesn't work quite as well when, uh, when it's Blu-rays, but, um, yeah, so actually that time I did, uh, I bought Love Streams, the John Cassavetes okay, film. Okay, good one. Because I love Cassavetes and I still haven't seen it. Uh-huh, well, um, you, and you, you love, and you love Streams. I, I love Streams, I, I love Love. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, let's see, I also bought, um, oh shoot, The Devil's Backbone, which I have still not mm. watched. I haven't Classic. seen it. This I is the time it. of the year to watch it. I know. Why? Cause that I saw be- that when it came out. Because of Halloween. I saw that at the Hamptons Film Festival in... in- 2002. I was at the Hamptons Film Festival. It was at the Hamptons Film Festival. I I'm not a great fan of the the Devil's Backbone. Oh yeah, yeah. I I you know it's like it's it's you know uh, 
ambitious, but I, right. I just... I can't get into any... Well, any of the Del Toro films I've seen, dating back to his first film, Kronos, mm-hmm. I remember it feeling like, well, this is just something. Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember like Kronos and Mimic. And, uh, uh, a, a I never saw Mimic. That's what, I've never heard anyone say they like Mimic. That's kind of the only one I'm excited to... I, I, I kind of like I like Mimic. Mimic. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's not I haven't it. seen it, but I want to watch it now. I'm like, it's oh, good. Watch If you're a fan of Del Toro... Um, or I'm a fan is, of that pretty Mira Zorvino. Why hasn't she had a better career? That's true. Mm-hmm. You once we were talking about Pacific Rim on this podcast, I guess two years ago. Oh, I loved Pacific Rim. I hated Pacific Rim, but you, uh, Josh, called him Guillermo del Tormo repeatedly, and now that's always <laughs> that's always how I hear his name is Guillermo del Tormo. Guillermo del Tormo. Um, but uh, I don't even remember that. If you're a fan of del Tormo, I love Mirna Sorvino. Why doesn't uh, she anymore? Yeah, yeah, she's great. <laughs> Uh, you can see a lot of him in Mimic. Uh, Tyler, listeners are, like I was earlier, on tenterhooks. What was your third blind buy? Oh, uh, I believe it was... Um, oh, shoot. Now, oh, House. House. Which oh, I did. House? Sue or House with house William Cat? Yeah. That, uh, house Sue. Uh, well, Steve Miner? Oh, House Sue. I don't oh. think, that, I don't oh. think hey, the William Cat movie that is could a propel criterion. Us into, that could propel criterion. us into all, what I've been... Uh, what my movie world's been lately. Uh, have you seen Boxer's Omen? No. Have you? No. Have you? I, I wouldn't. No. Have you heard of uh, it? No. No. Oh, well, if you like Haosu, this I is do. another one that is crazy. Perhaps too crazy and unbearably crazy, but it is absolutely crazy. Haosu is pretty crazy. Now, do you find that Haosu in the somewhere in the middle, you're like, this is just too crazy. I'm checking out. No, I loved it. I, you stay. I you stay. I, 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 I get a little of that. You're a little like, you know what? The first 30 minutes, I was like, wow, wow, wow. And then my brain just kind of shut off. I, I'm, I can't process. Maybe if I had come in in the middle of it, <laughs> right. 30 minutes in, I'd be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. But then I think it does get, by the end, I think I'm back into it. But there is, yeah, there is a section, I think, where I'm like, Everything uh, happening, getting a little worn down. Everything happening inside the house with the girls, I like. But then when there's their like teacher or whatever who's like, you know, in like Dick Halloran fashion, driving to their rescue and then <laughs> right. turns into like right. a mm-hmm. a bunch of bananas or something. I don't but remember the, exactly. But. The stuff inside the house with the girls, there is. And I know I'm like the ten millionth person to point this out, but there's one one character is supposed to be the fat one, and right. she is not fat by any standard. But they just constantly have her eating. She's right. slightly larger than the other girls <laughs> who are yeah who are yeah. very small. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen in a long time. I remember, you know what? Some people who I didn't like introduced me to it. And this is way before it became a trendy thing. This okay. was like, oh, like nine years ago or something. I feel I like it, those people listen to the show and they, well, just, they just heard you say you don't shit. like it. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, they can go shove. Uh, and I remember because of them, I was like, mm, how to whatever. So then when it got real popular, I was like, whatever. It's not that great. And what were these people's names? I'll first, them. first and last. Yeah, Josh. Josh probably <laughs> still probably has the list. <laughs> jo- there, there are people like this for Josh. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you, you've probably encountered them before. Really? Okay. How oh, exciting! Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'm going to make myself a note to ask you about it off. off Damn off. right. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Let's just end the episode early because <laughs> I want to know. I so, guarantee I've probably even smeared them to you before. Okay. What, what are them. what are things that you, other things that you've delayed? 
watching or listening to or something like that that are actually good, but just because the people the people that, who, who pushed it the in people my face. who pushed it are so intolerable. Well, I don't know. I mean, an obvious Leonard Cohen for me. You're like, yeah. and then yeah. you're like, kind of like, okay, I'm grown yeah. up, and now I can like Leonard Cohen. You know what it is for me? I've never read a Confederacy of Dunces, and I think it's because no, no, I'm talking about what do you like now that you put off for a okay. long time. So should I read a Confederacy of Dunces because um, uh, because you were always like the 22 year old David is like fuck you Johnny I, I, I'm not gonna I like Walker, Walker Percy better okay. the moviegoer is a good book okay um, it's kind of like I, I don't know Confederacy of Dunces is pretty good but I'm trying to think if there's something that I like well I'm now, getting so. now into Kurosawa and it's not as a, out of a bitterness thing but I think I just was too immature and I was like I can't do it I can't focus I can't it's too much pressure I'm not gonna watch these movies and then and then I've just I don't know, like uh, something happened where I just started w- watching all these Chinese Japanese films, you know. And uh, but Boxer's Omen, if you like Haosu, is totally crazy. It's the people at Amoeba they put Boxer's Omen right next to Haosu on the DVD rack. But uh, it's a Shaw Brothers produced film, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's directed by this guy named uh, uh, Chi Hung Kuei. You can remember that. And I've also watched like three or four other of his movies, and they're really great, crazy exploitation. One's called The Killer Snakes, and it's about this guy who gets picked on and beat up all the time and and taunted sexually by prostitutes, and his only friends are snakes, and they're played by real snakes, and uh, rattlesnake. And then then he trains the snakes to go kill everyone. And then... Did you ever see Jennifer, the movie that was clearly like made, like rushed... after the success of Carrie, because it's like beat for beat Carrie. I but instead it, of being yeah. like pyrotechnic or whatever, not pyrotechnic, uh, what's the one? Uh, for? Telekinetic. Telekinetic, but, she does but fire. with fire. But no, uh, Jennifer controls snakes. Oh. And uh, nice. it's, so it's it's beat for beat, it's the same story Snake as Carrie. Snake Wrangler was except- cheaper than fi- a pyrotechnic. <laughs> yeah. Guy. yeah. Who, who directed Firestarter? Uh, this is a uh, uh, A guy, I can't remember. I think I wanted to say Sean S. Cunningham, but I don't think it's him. Hmm. Someone like a Sean S. So, someone with like a and and maybe like a Mark L. Lester or something like that. Or right. So definitely someone with a middle initial. We're looking for. That's what I'm thinking of. Firestarter with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Uh, and and David Keith. Mm-hmm. Fire. Mm-hmm. And it is directed by Mark L. Lester. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, points. Points to me. <laughs> the only thing that matters is that I get, like, movie nerd questions right when people ask me. Or, like, who directed it. In fact, I was at my friend's office today, and he was like, Josh, maybe you can help me with this. And he's like, he showed me some still of... Uh, a golden age Hollywood movie of a man in black and white with a hat on pushing a woman by the face down at her door. Oh, I I know what that's from. Well, I was like, I'm not really good with golden age. I don't think I know it. And then he was like, he pressed play and I was like, Oh, it's Cary Grant. Yeah. It's obviously Cary Grant. And then I was like, well, look up Cary Grant movies. Like it's probably a famous one because it's part of a montage. And I was like, well, what's a famous one? Philadelphia well, story. Right. Yep. And I was like, well, it's Philadelphia story. And I didn't, haven't seen Philadelphia story, but I figured I have the cheat sheets in my brain. Cause I, well, I know Phil and it was MGM and, uh, and Philadelphia story had the fancy packaging with lots of special features. At the, and I would always see it shelving at the DVD store at the DVD store. Or I'd be like, well, so that's, it must be an important one that I have to get to at some point. Hmm. Well, yeah, first off, you should totally watch the Philadelphia story. It's a really yeah. good movie. Um, I want to go back to Robbie's question about stuff that you have put off and now like. Yeah. 
because I'm trying to think with movies. I feel like there isn't. I feel I, like every time I'm around Josh, <laughs> that comes. I've up. known Josh for a while now, and and there there are a plethora of these things that he has either put off or now he likes. But I think I try to. Just I try the people to be, were so annoying to you. I, 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 I try to be open to movies. Face. But with music, I think your Leonard Cohen is my more recent, uh, more contemporary artist, uh, Sufjan Stevens. Hey, me yeah. too. I decided early on that I hated him. Yeah, because I think that's of a good the, one. The, the, the listeners, but this—I don't know if you heard the new the album that came out. Yeah, the this new year. album's supposed to be incredible. It's so right? good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I haven't listened to it because all the people <laughs> that do suck. Yeah, I've, I've uh, <laughs> I enjoy his uh, his uh, Christmas stuff, and so my wife and I went to see him do like a live Christmas show yeah. uh, a couple years ago. And it was marvelous. Like one of the best concerts I've ever seen. He's a real showman. Um, but then he, for like his encore, he played like his real music. And I was like, eh, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but then I have friends who just are constantly insisting that, Oh, you should listen to this album or that album. And it's like, because he, you know, he, exp- in this album, he explores this emotion that you, yeah. that I tend to feel a lot. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, all right. And, but then I listened to it. It's like this, it's fine. I don't dislike it. And so I've, so I've at this point probably only heard like two real albums yeah. and even one of them in that, in the background of a conversation. And I've tried, like I've tried and I think I'm done now. I think, uh, you're not into the substance, Steven. Yeah, not really. I'm, yeah. That's hey, the, that's the way another- I was with, uh, Andrew bird. Like the people who listened to Andrew bird were so, horrible to me and then I, I just kept hearing it and I was like alright I'm going to give this a try and and I could I just couldn't get it, it was alright but I just couldn't yeah. get into it well, yeah, that's, that's Elliot Smith was one of those for me where I was mm-hmm. like when when he was really popular and still alive people were like oh Elliot Smith with well, Jesus oh, wow. and these people were just I was like get out of my face <laughs> and I even actually went with my friend to see uh, Elliot Smith and Beck play but we just wanted to see Beck play and then we left during Elliot Smith so we saw the beginning of Elliot Smith play, and we're like, and he saw you guys leave. Yeah, and you know he, what? I can't take it around much longer. <laughs> but I also remember the night that he died. I was like at a bar with. I think I hadn't been doing stand up very long, and I was at a bar passing out flyers that I had made for a bringer show. Um, I was like, come to my bringer show, and I was excited to pass it up. But anyway, and then someone I knew came in, and he was all down. He was like, Elliot Smith died. And in my mind, I was like, who cares? <laughs> but anyway, I've heard some Elliot Smith songs, and they're pretty good. <laughs> like, oh, that's too bad. Would you like to be cheered yeah. up? Here, come to my show. <laughs> my finger show. I need to get seven people or else I don't go on. <laughs> um, well, the, okay, so the flip side of this question is then, what's something that you've tried to get into because it seems like the thing that you... That the, that the people that, that like... like uh, that somebody's like, Dark, oh, you Darko, don't uh, like it. Okay, but you, you tried. You tried. I tried. You tried. Because but I yeah, tried thirteen years after it came out, and I was like, that was one where when it came out, I was like, fuck this movie is stupid. I'm not. I'm I not did the same it. thing with Blair Witch Project. I can remember doing the same thing with, with Blair Witch, like a year and a half after it came out, yeah. and I knew everything. Have you seen it? And, no, and all the back, like everybody now is fashionable to hate it. And, and I watched it, and I was like, "This is great." I love it. It's a great movie. So good. This is so special. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it uh, opening night. You did, um, yeah. Because um, I and I hadn't even seen a lot of the hype around it, uh, but it was like, yeah, it's a horror movie, and people seem to be really excited about it. So yeah. let's go see this. 
and uh, I was not prepared for it. It really did a number on me. And my parents were out of town, and my bedroom was in the basement. Yeah. And so, and I had left during the day. Yeah. And then got home and walked into a pitch black house. And then it's like, well, time to go to bed. And I look down, and the lights are not on in the basement. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm now just descending into this dark pit. <laughs> yeah. And just uh-huh. like the basement, that's where the bad stuff happens in uh, Blair Witch. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe I'll sleep on the couch. I wound up not doing that. I was brave and I uh, went downstairs. But you yeah. made sure Mike wasn't standing against the wall. Exactly. Right? I watched in my dorm room at NYU, and I remember when it got to the end and he's standing against the wall, like I had to turn the light on. Like it was the first time I had been scared in a room to be there since I had read The Shining when I was like uh-huh. 13 or something, and my I couldn't read it alone. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, I was gonna say I was I had another good one. Oh, um, a thing that I reluctantly read that people I hate like <laughs> that I ended up grudgingly liking <laughs> was. Miranda July stuff. Oh, I I had a I had a hard road coming to Miranda July, July and now I, that, I think that's exactly what I should have said earlier because I love Miranda July now. But yeah, yeah. The first thing I it's ever, hard to man. It's really difficult. I mean, not because of her, but because the people are just so grating. You know, uh, I one hundred percent except the ones listening to this podcast. Though, <laughs> well, now I'm all for, like, <laughs> now I think she's one of the best people uh, out there doing stuff. Uh, but yeah, I had a really hard time uh, wrapping my head around. I also had a hard time coming around to, uh, to watch. We actually talked about it. We talked about when grand Budapest hotel came out. Mm. We remember outside the restaurant, uh, uh, whatever the restaurant of, uh, Los Feliz Boulevard, we were talking about right when it came out, we were like, oh, we don't fuck this movie. We don't want to go see the, but the movie is amazing. I, I, I think it's I'm, great. I'm like, it's it's the best one since Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, I think it's better than me, Royal Tenenbaums. I'm like, well, Royal Tenenbaums, I'm only conceding that it's probably good. I haven't seen it since the theater. I'm all about Bottle Rocket Rushmore. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums, I think I didn't like when I saw it. And then everything else I, I haven't really liked at all, or I liked it a little bit. And then Grand Budapest Hotel, I'm like, I think it's, it's an amazing uh, achievement, but it's also like kind of just feels empty to me you know i i think it's i i think uh, life aquatic was empty to me uh-huh. this is uh, i thought about it. it well i had written i had written them off oh, oh, i i felt like oh, after darjeeling i was like okay, i hated darjeeling i, I mean that's the one i still haven't seen actually i like that one a lot more than i thought i was going to mostly because darjeeling of, mostly because of some uh, acting choices that owen wilson makes right? yeah which and it's been very well documented that like so he was shooting that movie when he was at a very dark time was in his that life before and or after cuz I was it comes I, out like I think it, he tried to kill himself in promotion for the movie. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> like as promotion for the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was at I was at some uh I I you know, anybody who like writes Wes Anderson off, I think is somebody who loved him, you know, and then, mm. and then you kind of got, that's what happened to me. I feel like with life aquatic and dark healing. And I was at the, somehow I got invited to some huge premiere of Darjeeling. Like Peter Bogdanovich was there and him and they, they at the beginning of the, I mean, it was one in some bit, I think it was at the 
not the DGA theater, but like the Academy theater or something like that. And they, it was huge and they trotted Owen Wilson out at the beginning. It was just after his, so yeah. it, it was it, not trotting him out, but Wes Anderson brought him up and, him and said, they carted him out <laughs> and still wearing his hospital. But what really, but what really annoyed me was that fucking hotel Chevalier short. And they mm. played it at the beginning of it. And it was just like the worst thing to play before that movie. I mean, it just primed me me to fucking hate that movie mm. you know i can um, see that i remember thinking natalie portman is really good as, at playing a rotten awful girl <laughs> <laughs> i really bought her as an awful <laughs> rotten little shitty woman <laughs> a rotten shitty little rich bitch yeah as that's what josh I, would say i was like <laughs> who'd you say that about recently we don't have to say their name say her name whoever it is <laughs> He was like, eh, she's just a little rich bitch. <laughs> Is that what I said? <laughs> I'm a little rich bitch. <laughs> I do appreciate your guys' bravery. Uh, Saying rich just, bitch? Just, rich and, just ripping into people that uh, you could potentially be working with someday. Natalie Portman? Say it to their face. Although she hates you, Josh. That's a thing that I know. She, she says you it know in every It's going to be this brazen bad-mouthing that's going to make her want to work with me. <laughs> She's like, you know what? That's a guy. You know what you're getting. He ain't afraid. <laughs> and, and then it's going to set a precedent, too, because you know, listen, on a set, I don't kiss ass, all right? I'm ready to work. Show me where my mark is. Give me my sides. Let's do this. <laughs> I have time for ass kissing. Be in my trailer. <laughs> Ready to work. That's how Josh works with the best. Yeah. Josh is on, uh, you know, he's working a lot. I can't say what he's working on. All right. He's giving me the signal that I can't say it. Oh, was that the signal? That's the signal. <laughs> um, I'm keeping a running list of things to ask you guys about after we're done recording. Um... Okay, so I, I said Miranda July. What's yours, Josh? Uh, Give us a new oh, one. I'll tell. Here's one that's it's a little it's an adjustment to what we were saying. I think I think Come we've in. adjusted like three times. It keeps adjusting, but it's good. This is the evolution <laughs> of the conversation. Uh, I was in. Okay, so uh, I was like, "Fuck, Francis Ha." That looks like crap. Oh, I'm not going to watch that. One. Yeah, that's then I one. watched it, and I was like, I kind of like it. And then as time has gone by, more time goes by, and I'm like, fuck that movie. <laughs> really? So at first I'm like, fuck that movie. And then I watch it, I go, it's kind of good. And then as more time goes by, I'm like, what a piece of shit. I, I love movie. that movie. I, I think it's marvelous. Did you see <laughs> what Mr. a hoax of a movie? Did, did you see Mistress America? Are you interested in no, seeing? No, not America? really interested in ever seeing his movies. I want to watch another movie about like Brooklyn and New York, <laughs> yeah. like or another TV show about Brooklyn. It's funny. I'm about to work on a TV show about Millennial. Millennial. Millennials in Brooklyn. Millennials in Brooklyn and how like oh no, so awful. They're, we're awful. I just think Brooklyn and Silver Lake are really interesting <laughs> Set, locales. You know, <laughs> like I think it's interesting to turn on the TV and you see basically a reflection of yourself, like somebody just like you doing just what you would do and being fascinated with it. Yeah, if not that, in the place you live. If not that, then I just like to get home after a hard day's work, relax, put my feet up, and watch a show about murder. <laughs> right it's one or the other especially like a a, a sex crime murder yeah that's, sex that's crime that's the real violent you know sweet or oh we were talking about something on the ride here that we are um interested in 
that we probably do hate. We are interested in it begrudgingly, or we listen to it begrudgingly. I already forgot what we were talking about. But we, but we listen to it begrudgingly because the people who listen to it, we probably hate. <laughs> this is a downer. The Jared Fogel. Oh, man. Oh. Child. Way to down. Yeah, way Terrible. To- uh, yeah, Wait, that's you, not well, something oh, I was saying. I was, I was having a conversation where this is a sad sidetrack. I was having a conversation where it's like, I made the mistake of clicking this Dr. Phil promo yeah. where he's, he's promoting like, guess who's got the disgusting tapes, <laughs> you know, uh, on Dr. Phil. Ooh, don't we think this awful guy is awful. And I was like, and they play a little excerpt of whatever. And it, I, I found myself being so upset by just the little excerpt that it like ruined my day. I couldn't, mm. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, that's, it was so, I'm still, I'm like, I can't even talk about it. It was so upsetting to me. And it's a little thing, but it's like, it's all, I guess I don't know what, what to say about it. And maybe this can transfer into talking about movies. And Robbie was saying, well, I listen to them all. They're terrible, but uh, not them all, but I listened to a couple well, of clips. Yeah, but what I was is like, it exactly that you've listened to? There's a promo of Jared the Fogle. Terrible. Taped talking about how awesome it was molesting these people no well, well he's ta- like he's that. taking he's talking about like luring little girls okay well, whatever, this was the worst thing little, this was yeah, a bad I'm gonna, thing i'm gonna get us off it i'm gonna get us off it hold on here it comes okay so uh it's this awful clip of him talking about enjoying this awful thing and i was really disturbed by it i'm sorry i'm sorry what are you lost by to whom is he talking he's someone sneaky recording him they are sneaking a recording there was this lady who but he's got like a co-conspirator let's get off it. it's not important it's not important someone taped essentially about it's stuff. like a woman who to like get us off went undercover topic. or something trying to get us okay. off the topic so you the, started it the, the no i started it, it. No, very okay. stupidly <laughs> every i'm getting this off the topic guys all right all right so someone's someone secretly tape recorded Jared saying these things um uh openly and and uh um but i'm i'm i felt so horrible from listening to this promo that i was like why do they have to put that out there so maybe this is the thing of like the discussion of like what we okay. can take it to of like should putting something like that out there i mean do people need that do people need to hear that i don't know the answer like i was like i wish i hadn't listened to that thing you know maybe there's a way to translate that into movies you know it's like does that movie need to be made or is that you know what i'm saying yeah like all blank faces it, in the room i just watched i just watched the last witch hunter uh-huh <laughs> i feel like that didn't <laughs> Did need anyone to be made. need to make <laughs> so well now i feel like now, it's the same but that i thought that was like uh vin's tribute to paul walker Wait, what? <laughs> I thought I read that somewhere. He's like, yeah, I thought about Paul Walker when I was making movies. <laughs> well, that's which under. That's talking about Paul Walker while I made the movie. <laughs> that's a pretty good Robert Evans. Hey, <laughs> you bet your ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, good God, did he actually say that? Because uh, I, don't know, I probably was, I probably grazed over it. You know, okay. it's like it's these are like clickbait headlines that that sure. I don't that you don't look at. You know, Vin Diesel. Missed Paul Walker while he was making it, it inspired his character or something like that. Where it's like, I'm not clicking that. I'm not clicking that crap. But this is part of your whole, your whole premise here is like, does that the stuff like this need need to be like like okay? I guess my my thing is like Doctor Phil is 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 a is a gross exploity type guy, right? So or Nancy he's probably, Grace? He's probably watering at the mouth to play these awful tapes so that he can yeah. say, "What a monster!" You know. And yeah, but so are so are the so, like news stations playing yeah, like like, like the, the the shootings that you, you yeah, see in the. Right. I think it's important for people to hear it 
Just, and there's also or no not, it, it's, it's good for it to be out there because it's so well, disturbing. Right, know? right. That's there's no I way to like, keep it. Th- th- there's no like ethical way to keep people from reporting on what they want to report on. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I'm asking. Thing. I'm like, what? T- someone tell me why it's important to have this information or have this it's important to them because it means more viewers and more readers. But like, That's aside what from what's their what's their ethical argument? There isn't one. So they just say, hey, you're interested in this. They're, we're yeah. not even hiding. You're well, I think they have the that. pretense of an ethical argument. I, like, yeah, yeah, I, I guess mean, I everyone's going to have the pretense of an ethical uh, argument. In a long time. But, but what's the reason you make Henry portrait of a serial killer, you know? Like, what's the reason that's out there? I guess. Maybe they're showing that they're like, hey, we're going sh- to show the, the other side of the serial killer that they're not showing you. And you know, okay. No, yeah, so maybe so we see the like it. relatable, fluffy <laughs> serial killer. Yeah. Isn't he relatable in that? Isn't he relatable? No, he's, he's relatable. insane. He's as relatable really? as he gets. He's relatable as Michael Rooker gets. Um, uh, okay, so I want to try. I'm going to try and play devil's advocate. Okay. Because I'm I'm intrigued. I want to see the other side. Because obviously, like news stations and Doctor Phil are never going to say, "Well, I want people to watch me, and this will do it." Right. Like they can't say that. Right. So I'm trying to think are, what they are, would can't say. They? I mean, I mean, no, they can't say it. They're 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 uh, they're always going to present themselves as like um, wholesome as uh, yeah. you know as as um, no they're gonna, they're gonna they're gonna say they're protecting people they're protecting these children they're exposing this guy they're maybe they're maybe showing these it. videos because oh, you you, you need to see it to see what wrong. horrible stuff is going on and right. how the, how brutal the police are and right. all that that's and, what I was gonna say and there's like, some truth in that right you know it, it might not be the main reason they're doing I mean the main reason is obviously like we know people exploitative and exploitative but it's received in a way that uh, you know i think often that's that's positive Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i feel like it's it's it could come from the same place that like law and order is off the air but law and order svu is still around yeah which is there's this element a a very specific type of darkness that people can't help but be attracted to Mm -hmm. and they could make the arguments like yeah but you know it's like if you're engaging with that darkness maybe you can learn something about the you know yeah this is gonna, gonna sound super lofty but like you know, if you if you engage with the darkness, maybe you'll learn more about the light and what that looks like. You yeah, know? Uh, I think obviously it's bullshit. But at the same time, I can see where. Well, coming but from. it's it's bullshit because it, when you're looking at journalists doing it and sure. saying that. But but because we're all movie fans, that's not bullshit when it's when a director is saying it right. or a writer is saying, right, that, right. you know, when when, you know, it, it, which when, leads which leads to a question that I that. So by the time this goes up, Halloween is over, but it's a question that comes up pretty frequently uh, around Halloween time because people are talking about uh, horror movies and monsters and stuff. Uh, what is the definition of exploitation? Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of horror fans that have a much looser definition of exploitation than other people I know who maybe aren't fans of horror or certain types of things. Like there are some people who, you know, it's like, Tits, ass, and blood. That's what we like. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, but isn't that exploitative? It's like, oh, I, uh, I don't know. Maybe. It's what I want to see, and they're giving me what I want. Yeah. Uh, is that exploitative if everybody who's involved in the in the production is willing to do this? Uh, I don't know. It's, that's what's, uh, you remember when uh, Roger Ebert reviewed Blue Velvet? And he, yes. and, he, and he just he hated it because of that one scene with... Yeah. He put his disease inside me. <laughs> With that one scene where Isabella Rossellini's coming out on the lawn and she's all naked and, and Roger Ebert's review is just all about how that scene is exploitative. That that and and then in the, in the context of a film that is often 
silly. Yeah, he, you know? he was saying David Lynch thinks this is funny, and then Isabella Rossellini comes out and she says, "No, I, I, I think it's great. I think it's fine." And and then it, maybe he had some rejoinder or something that was like on the level of, "Well, you, you were kind of." duped or something. I, I don't know if he went that far, but, but that was the implication was that she was duped into doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, what's exploited. I'm, I'm, I'm personally not a fan of, of, uh, a huge horror fan or a huge exploit, uh, exploitation fan. Mm-hmm. I feel like exploitation is like, it's hard to define until you get to faces of death. Territory. I guess for me, there's, sure. there's different things of exploit. There's some that's like, Artistic. There's some that's cathartic. There's some that is. Um, it's it's things that fall under exploitation are wind up actually being um, uh, stories of empowerment. You know, for maybe someone who doesn't get portrayed as being get getting to empower. You know, and there's some that's just like that's just cool craftsmanship. I want to yeah. see that. Where else would you put that? You know, um, like there's artistry that goes into gore and makeup and stunts and violence and pyrotechnics and cool camera moves and angles and stuff like that, Mm. um, which has influenced people, you know, whatever, big people like Scorsese or Thelma Schoonmacher or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, or like black exploitation films, you know, that that came out of a need of there being there, a need for black heroes in cinema, you know, not just like, I mean, it was probably funded that it was like, it was funded by people are like, well, we're making trash films. So we'll make, these if you make them trash films you know or whatever but um when you get into something like i spit on your grave you know i'm kind of like well that movie just sucks uh, i thought you know? like but like but there's also but like you could say that, cannibal holocaust is a right. exploitation but it's it's i mean yeah i don't want to watch cannibal i don't i don't want to watch it getting slaughtered you know or you we, we talk a lot about how tim and eric is sometimes seems exploitative mm-hmm, you know sometimes, like yeah. the kind of that carnival barker style of comedy which or just uh, like anything anything sometimes I, i'm i'm a little like is this ethical if it's like you know well in a comedic sense there's that idea of punching down like i worked on that yeah, Andre you know. show you know and i watched mm-hmm. that and sometimes i'm like well i don't know i mean you know, there's a, this is this guy is this how in on it is this homeless guy that you got or this right. crazy looking guy or these but some of that with the Tim and Eric thing I think might be us being condescending or projecting yeah sure that right. Tim and Eric do seem to have genuine affection for the no people. that's why that's why yeah. it rides the line and that's why it's interesting it, it just it it makes you think about that stuff I think I think that for or me like Windy City Heat you know some people uh, are, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah it's like you know like I don't like watching that but I know those guys all kind of take care of that guy Perry you know they all keep him around you know even though they like it's like they're kind and then of you really, get into is that condescending that those guys you know, are like we we're it. taking care of this this freak that we're, we we're have, making fun you know? of or whatever um, well and I remember uh, watching um, American Splendor and like Harvey Picar feeling that like Letterman keeps having him on and he'll keep doing his thing and making jokes and people are laughing, but they're probably laughing at him and Letterman's probably laughing at him being like, Hey, look at this pathetic guy. Yeah. Even though it's like, well, I, I, I write these comic books. Like I'm still a professional and it's just like, and that could seem exploitative as well where, cause that's, cause that's the thing like with Tim and Eric, they have to know that regardless of their own affection, they have to know how this person is coming across and that the audience 
is probably going to laugh. Probably way more people are going to laugh at these people than with them. Like, so after a while, it's just, I, I feel like you can, uh, an, an artist or a director can get so locked into how they view this person that they, that they lose sight or they just stop caring about how they might be perceived in general. It seems like it's a matter of degree of meanness, you know, like yeah. degree of just kind of, uh, you know, it does seem intimidating that they do have affection for those people, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, and I don't think Tim and Eric are ever doing anything that they're never doing anything where these people aren't in on, where there's some joke they're not in on. I don't think like yeah. they're, they're everything that these guys, uh, do or did or on, on, on awesome show. Great job is, it's usually their own sort of act or their own sort of thing. And Tim and Eric are just showing it or building a sketch around it, but it's not, they're not getting like surprised by a water balloon to the face or some, or some sort of like, Hey, we just hit, it's not like Epic fails or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems uh, like exploitation is the sort of thing. I don't want this to turn into me defending Tim and Eric because I like Tim and Eric, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, cause the thing that turns me off is when I feel like a person's not in, in on a joke. Sure. You know, I don't like well, prank type of humor. How do you feel about Harmony Korine? Is he exploiting his people? And also, something else that I know about him is that everything he says and everything he says about his process in the press is a lie and a manipulation. And he's he's more into mind control than he is uh, the, his craft. You know, like everything is just a, hmm. a silly trick to him, you know? Like, it's like if someone comes up to him and they're like, well, how did you do that? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm friends with uh, uh, f- uh, this midget who was in blackface with Step and Fetch It. And, uh, you know, and he knows how to tap dance. And I grew up with this guy. And uh, then ODB was there. And uh, so then we decided to all make, you know, it's like he's just going to start. That's all lies, you know. That's fine. I don't care. Well, that's fine. That that's, like a, a, that's like but playing that's like a, a prank, prank on the audience, mm-hmm. you know. Like, like it also, it's also depends so like who they're exploiting. Things of Gummo, do you think, or certain, you know, when you watch certain things in Gummo, are you like, which I, as a teenager, was like, this is amazing. Yeah. But now I'm like, mm, maybe I'd be uncomfortable watching some of it. When you watch it, are you like, this is kind of mean to these people? Or, well, no more than watching uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse and thinking he's being mean to, uh, what's her name? To, uh, I do not Heather, recall Don Wiener. Don Wiener, uh, Heather Maserato. You know that she's she agreed to do it and agreed to act on it, but she has no idea how adversely right. this is going to affect her right. over the course of her career, which it hasn't as much as I thought it would. But that that's like, as a director, you know that oh god, like she's playing this just painfully awkward kind of. Mm-hmm. Like over the top, you, you know that's going to affect. I get more angry at Todd Salon's movies than I don't know some exploitation movie where I'm like he's so he was so mean to that character. I wish he hadn't done that to that. I, that's that's why God, I love the, the you those love movies. I mean, I love storytelling. How mean he is to Selma Blair in that movie. He never lets up. You know, um, I mean, it's just great isn't that the, the scene she comes in after having sex with the with the writing teacher and she comes into her class she's written the story of exactly what happened between her and the writing teacher and maria thayer i think it's maria thayer is like 
that is so terrible or that is so, that is the most pretentious thing I've ever heard and she just cries out she goes it's all true you know <laughs> and it's so mean to that and and then there's that guy from kids who played telly and kids he has cerebral palsy in that that Leo story. Fitzpatrick and he kills himself and that I mean uh, I, yeah, I guess that's exploited. I, I love the, yeah. that, that, that. I don't know. That I, stuff, I used though. to have strong opinions about it. Now I'm like, I don't know what my. I guess it's just a matter of feeling like, like if you, if it seeps into you Sometimes. and it makes you deeply uncomfortable in a way, there's a way that Todd Solon's made, movies make me deeply uncomfortable in a way that I feel like challenges me and I want to watch it. But there are other films that I'm like, like Cannibal Holocaust. I'm like, I don't, this is not, you know, I watched that movie, uh, I think it was called like Vague Visitor Vague it's it's by the guy Ben Wheatley it's like a British dark comedy the guy Sightseers Sightseers that's the one I saw Sightseers and I walked out of it and I was like fuck this stupid movie (laughs) you know I walked out of it in the middle and I was like this guy he thinks he's being so tough. He thinks he's being so edgy. You know what it was? It walked out. Maybe it's me. Maybe maybe someone's going to be like, I disagree with you, Josh. I disagree with you, Josh. You got, you know, this is what I, well, my feeling is like, once he killed the dog in the movie, mm-hmm. I just felt like, fuck this movie. Because it was like, it felt like he was like, thought it was so cool to kill it's a funny dog. To bring it around, that's kind of where I check out of Grand Budapest Hotel is when they kill the cat. You know, that's so, so funny because <laughs> I, had, I had a movie that I was writing that I've kind of put on hold, but the dog gets killed in it. Mm. And Josh had such an adverse reaction. And I have a dog too, but mm. Josh had such an adverse, you had such an adverse reaction to that. You got, you got kind of pissed. I was like, yeah, I guess I was like, what's the point? You know, I, usually when I see a dog, and I actually felt that way about the Duke too. You know, spoiler, uh, there's a dog that dies. But they tell you the dog's going to die, like three or four scenes before. They go, the dog's going to die. And I was like, don't kill the dog. Come on. What's the point of killing the dog? And then I was like, then they kill the dog. And I'm like, maybe there's something about me. I'm like, they use the the dog dying as a plot point as like a it was just such an easy but like, I suppose uh, that's there's an obvious point you know but like I mean you know well, what I'd say why, why can you watch humans die but not a not a dog die I guess because humans have it coming. Yeah, I yeah. There, that, there's some a, notion of like original sin that makes an, us like look at Cecil the Lion and be like, <laughs> "Well, that's more important than 200 Nigerian girls kidnapped by Boko Haram." You know, like that is more of an outrage. Maybe there's like a, um, uh, it's a, it's a character development thing or something like that. Well, when, or like a, a dog has an automatic, well, you automatically feel way about a dog unless they've portrayed this dog as evil or whatever. You feel that there's an innocence to a dog. Yeah, innocence. That's but what I, I see, So do, what do, you, do you feel the way that the same way when Cujo dies? Because I don't remember what happened. What happens in Cujo? But Cujo's spoiler alert. Cujo's a bad guy, right? You sure? Is. Yeah. But yeah. But it's a dog. Is, is, is Cujo possessed? No. So that's rabies. a character development thing. He has rape. It's a character development character thing. Development. Uh, a white dog. Um, white dog white is dog. a good example. Yeah. But, but also, that dog was taught right. to, I mean. But that, that one goes into it more, okay? The, the the Ben Wheatley just so flippantly is like, we killed the dog. <laughs> These people are so terrible. <laughs> but the, 
the Babadook thing, which kind of bothers me too, is when you like that movie, but that sort of thing, treating the death of a pet as just a plot point where to me, it's like, as soon as I saw it at the beginning, so devastating the dog jump out of the like, bed. I'm like, they're going to kill it. It should be like but the it, rest but, of the movie but, should be about the no, fact no, that the but dog it's got not killed. just a plot point because it is so devastating to you. Like, like the death of a dog, uh, by the way, in the face of all that's going on in the Babadook, the death of a dog is not, they're not going to have a funeral for it. You know, like, I see what like, you're saying, but the, it's not just a plot point. That's it's a, it's a very big the de- that does, look. That there's no resolution to it. It's like, not just kill the dog. It's not just flippantly done in the Babadook. Like it's a moment that's pretty terrifying and pretty pretty pronounced. Uh, I, I mean, I guess they don't I'm, make a big as, deal out of it, but as, it yeah, is. As, it does hit you. You know, as a as a as a pet owner, I think of my pets. Uh, I not as not as people, but I think of them as having personalities. And I feel like it's oftentimes when a dog is killed in a movie. And again, I like the Bible. That's the example. The first half of the Bible is one of the scariest things I think I've ever seen. When an animal gets killed in a movie, it's often not, there's not a lot of respect for its legacy that it's and the emotions that it's leaving behind as opposed to the one movie that, really gets it As right opposed to which is john wick which yeah is, the well, dog gets killed in that, the rest of the movie is about him reacting yeah to his dog but, like, but, but here's john the thing in john wick so many humans die <laughs> right. they don't like have any and respect and for their legacy that's, that's, their, that's, ex, like, that's exploitation i mean what, john wick, people john dying exploit, no just the movie john wick is exploitation and that's a i love john wick well i i i, I think, think it's fine I artistry think, exploitation is one of those things where it's like uh, it's hard to define what it is it's just easy to find I mean, what I your limit like is you can say you know? all these humans die but in my in my mind I'm like they were bad guys yeah the yeah. bad guys die yeah like, and dogs can't and be good, good guy, guys or bad guys unless they're Cujo apparently. yeah unless they're unless the dog's a bad guy you know when in no country for old men when the, the, he kills that uh pit bull that pit bull's bad guy yeah, I still I always feel sorry for that pitbull. Yeah, it's, but I it's, understand. It's, no, yeah, it's true. I pitbull, understand in the moment. Pitbull's a bad guy in the moment, and we see he had no choice. And it's being, it was probably trained and it was going to kill used him. to do. The, yeah, the, he, it was it was him or the pitbull. I right. I don't love it, but don't uh, love it. I'm with I you too. It. So yeah. you you hate when dogs get killed in movies too? Um, under most circumstances, but and everybody hates when dogs get killed in movies. That's a, that's not what I'm arguing. What I'm arguing is like I, I don't even know if I'm arguing anything. I, I I everybody hates when they get killed in movies, but dogs get killed sometimes, yeah. and especially in a movie like Babadook with all that shit happening. Yeah, it's totally it's totally within the realm of the movie that that dog's going to die. And what are you going to? But also, I guess maybe I just feel here's. here's I, 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 I really wish the Babadook what, wasn't the example because I kind of I agree with you. No, what is poor, if, if in a movie a dog here. just dies out of the blue, my, yeah, that's my terrible. Is this. For the most part, when I see a dog pop up in a movie, unless it's the Little Rascal or something, I immediately think this dog's going to die. And that's to me, it's like I guess it's homeward just, bound. It's a cheap device. <laughs> homeward bound, don't they die? They all die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> homeward bound. It's uh, really. <laughs> it's like, and they spend so a lot weird. of time on What's those. The famous deaths? thing with Milo Otis that it was made by like. Uh, so it was made like overseas or something. It was yeah, it was made by I believe a, a, it was a Japanese company. Not, or not to cast aspersions on the Japanese, but it was made on a, by a Japanese production company that did not care so much. Which is which one's the didn't cat? Milo. So cat. They didn't care so much about Milo. They went through a million Milos. <laughs> yeah, they were just Milo. Every Milo is a different scene. Yeah. Um, or everybody's seen a different Milo. I think a more interesting question is what is the exploitation with the actors that have signed up for it, like that that. That whole thing that Roger Ebert raised, I you know I totally disagree with it, but it, but it's an interesting question of like, 
Because I, I like when we're putting out casting calls or something, and it's or I'm writing a script and I'm writing like fat uh, yeah. man or something like that. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to cast someone who. You know, is playing the fat man in that, and that's that feels uncomfortable to me. You know, like and or whatever it's called, whatever you call it, you can rename it Charlie or whatever. But in the movie, it's going to be the the fat guy. Who's would you write? Would you write Charlie bigger? You know, bigger uh, bigger. overweight on the heavy heavy side. Yeah, Yeah. on the heavy side. Well, I wrote someone was chubby, and they told me to put voluptuous. Hmm. For a woman, a female. For a female, oh, you yeah. got to say voluptuous because uh, that's nice. Voluptuous, nice. Yeah, but she's not supposed to be a nice looking woman in the in the script. Right. You know, it's it's supposed to be a, a, a regular looking like it's like a, a, a woman who works at Ruby Tuesdays or mm-hmm. something. You know, like it's supposed to be a real looking, not. Right. I'm sure there are fine Ruby looking Tuesdays Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, We're surprisingly popular with Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> they not anymore. Us over there the, goes, uh, there goes next week's sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to send a text real quick. Hang on. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's, uh, I, I find this kind of discussion fascinating because, uh, for me, uh, so in the, in the world of like, uh, there's a conversation I've been having a lot for like last month and a half online is, uh, like the, there are a lot of fellow Christians out there who feel like any kind of nudity is wrong and any kind of nudity is exploitative yeah. and that sort of thing. And, and I make the argument that that is not, I don't think that's true at all. Mm-hmm. And so people have asked like, well, when do you find nudity to be nudity to be exploitative? And I, and I usually, where I usually come I just thought of airplane. That's why I laughed. Sorry. Oh, no question about it. And yet, none, no, nobody at this table would cut that because it's like it's so funny. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think for me, what it comes down to, and even then, like it's it's hard to even uh, you know quantify, is the idea of you have an actor or an actress, more than likely an actress, um, who is willing to put themselves out there. Completely, you know, yeah. and it's not the character willing. I would say even for to play devil's advocate, this ag- has agreed. Sure, has agreed. Yeah, to. yeah, because you get the, um, the yeah, but the they might not in their heads have agreed to the repercussions that you know are coming. And you they know might, what I'm saying, and you might be relying on that fact. And who's to not say? Not that I, I've never right. done that, but and who's to say that the tone that you've communicated to them beforehand and during filming is the tone that the film is going to end up. Yeah. And so part of me feels like if some, if you have a a performer that, you know, and I think performers take a great deal of risk, you know, there are people who will be like, Oh, that movie sucked. And they'll, they'll say, they'll say like, Oh, that George Clooney movie sucked. Even if it's not his fault at all. Like when you're in front of the camera, you are the face of the film. And so if you're going to be, uh, if you're willing to be naked and then a director's flip about that and like flippant and just doesn't care or is just you mean on the doing, day or, or with, with the, with the narrative, I think, I think the, with the narrative, it's one of the reasons why I yeah. don't watch game of Thrones. Like I watched episode one. That's a perfect example. Actually, of what I'm, um, the other thing that comes up is the idea that these, that the, the actress agrees or, mm. or whatever. There's a certain level of, you know, early in your career agreeing is not something that you're doing with complete yeah. autonomy because you still have these goals you don't have and that's what Amelia Clark who is um, it's like Halle Berry naked. on Swordfish <laughs> she was like right but uh, I mean, have you ever seen that where she like it's just yeah, a scene yeah. she like 
shows her boobs and then yeah it's like um, contractually and I, and I feel obligated. like that was like a um that was like a, a thing that's like Halle Berry is now on another level. She did us this favor of showing the boobs. Thank you. <laughs> showing right. the boobs. She got an Oscar the year if later. I can David points. Finish my co- oh, point with Amelia Clark is that um, she's uh, you know in the very first episode she's being like fondled by her brother and then raped by the husband she was forced to marry in the first mm-hmm. episode and doing it all naked. And now after five seasons, uh, Amelia she's Clark is naked. never naked on the show anymore because now she has the power to say I'm not going to do yeah. this. So yeah. like, what does that communicate to yeah. to you, the viewer? that like when hey, she losers. when she has her druthers she's right. not naked yeah, on yeah, when no one knew who Amelia Clark was more right. dongs yeah that's what they need more dongs absolutely they need to even it out they had a they had a dong dong shot on the leftovers two two episodes ago I know because uh, uh, our friend, friend of the show Mariah screen capped it for her Tumblr oh, I don't right. know if you guys know Mariah Gates she's uh, she's great and she has a Tumblr and one thing she does whenever she watches a movie or a TV show that has a dick in it. She screen caps it and puts it on Tumblr and has a whole like hashtag. Or how was or, it? Was it a nice one? It was. It was. It was a, a, it's good. a nice one. Oh, good. Yeah. It's I, a. It's a. It's a honker. Wouldn't it, they wouldn't put it on there if it weren't a real flopper, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to show some little teeny teeny speckler, you know. Yeah, they're not going to show a, a piggy tail. A little piggy pinky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they gotta. They gotta have a donger. They gotta have a donger and a flopper. <laughs> <laughs> Flipper flopper. My, my also, favorite vaudeville you know, team. I love them. Donner and flopper. But also, let me say, I'm sure if you were doing the scene, you would go make sure. Look, I'm going to make sure it's flaccid, but I'm going to stretch it out. Oh, I'm sure. going to try to. Oh, I used try to, to get. The, try to get I was thinking about this. I there. used to, <laughs> so. I used to do that. Did you ever? Were you ever on swim team? No. Yes, I was. I was year. like, oh god, I must have been ten or eleven, <laughs> but I. <laughs> Was I? I remember having to be in the speedo, and I went in the restroom and like just got a semi, like like frantically (laughs) pumped it up, and then I went out, and I think I just had this like comically oversized. (laughs) 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 And I was thinking I would love to put that in a movie somewhere, where like I was just an eye. (laughs) Hey guys, just regular swim time. Oh man, me. Oh oh, man, and I hate. It's shrinkage. The pool's so cold, right? Damn. Oh God! And it's so funny that I was like ten or eleven, and that—that's what I was thinking. I was like, "Oh man, everybody's going to think I have a small dick." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much marketing at that age. It's like little dicks, big dicks. Better not have a little dick. <laughs> Shoot. I'm nine. Oh, but I have a little dick. <laughs> Why oh, did I God. join the swim My team dick with all is the so little? Oh shit! Why did I join the swim team with all these sixteen-year-olds? <laughs> it's a bad call on my part. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I still remember going outside and like all the girls like laughing and like the guys like, uh, and I was so dumb I didn't know why or I thought they were impressed or something. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I feel terrible for you. And my dad young and my you. mom and my stepmom were there, and my sister. They must all just see me with a boner walking around with the, the fucking. Also, that's not going to help you be streamlined in the pool. Like that's gonna no. get, that's going to get some drag. Well, that was already I was already so bad. I just wanted. I was. I remember being like, God, oh, 
man, my dick's so small. <laughs> I got to make everybody think I have a big dick. <laughs> I was like, everybody's going to have bigger a... Bigger when it's boner. <laughs> everybody's going to have a bigger dick than me. <laughs> and just like getting it, like trying to get it to where it wasn't a boner yet, but then like just a semi, so I put it back in, but then like it's rubbing against like the Speedo thing, so you get a boner. Mm. It's like Umbro shorts material. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's well, not that material, but it felt like. Boner, and you're like, oh shoot, I better do the fifth grade thing where I put it under the. Oh shoot, I better do the fifth grade thing where I put it under the umbro strap. You know. Oh, oh no! Yeah, but you don't have a shirt good. to drape over it. Yeah, that one was good. Pool doing that. Got a little all. turtle head poking out. This is exactly where I thought this episode would go. <laughs> no yeah, question. Well, about uh, it. That was not. My, I did not have that those experiences. I was on the swim team for many years. I think you I was, were, you, when you were eleven, you weren't concerned I with think everybody think thinking was, you have a small dick. I think I'm perfectly comfortable with my dick. Well, I, I am too. The, uh, but well, at that, that age, you're, like you were comfortable. With I wasn't. <laughs> I, I'm very comfortable. <laughs> I mean, with we that all are. David. We talk about it a lot, but you know <laughs> that is exploitative. I have a friend who's gay, and but he used to wrestle in high school. And uh, he lived in a house for a long time, and uh, <laughs> that's the most vague. With a group of, with a lived in a house a long time with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. One who he had a crush on, and they and they used to wrestle all the time. But one of them wasn't gay, or at least says he's not gay. And then they wrestled, and one time the one who's not gay got an erection while they were wrestling, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't remember why I told that story. Something you guys said about it. The name. <laughs> my friends who were bu- my friends who were actually bullies. You know those guys, mm-hmm. right, Josh? Those friends who are nice. Oh to yeah, you, your best friends who beat you up. Every who beat you time? up? No, I had a lot of those stop. in high school. Ow, stop! We, we would play UFC on the trampoline, and they and and like I would be winning. UFC so, in so, high school? Yeah, it was like junior sophomore year. Oh. It was like the first UFC was UFC. new, and they would always to humiliate me scream that I had a boner that he, they'd be like he's got wood he's got wood and then I'd be like no I don't man and they'd all make fun of me and then they'd, they'd all beat me up right yeah and then it was say, fun what's wrong Robbie what's wrong Robbie what's the matter what are you mad about something <laughs> yeah 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 I, we were just kidding hey we were kidding we were kidding I, I had uh, this girl in my seventh grade Spanish class who decided that she was going to accuse me of being gay. I'm not really sure why or what it was what, just what the, the thing ground to do back. It then. was the thing to do, and it came after because I guess what I'll the say thing is that, that was supposed this, to make people mad back then. Yeah, like I talked this way. As far as yeah, yeah I, I spoke like this, and to me, I thought like, well, that's the. Are you? I'll, I'll are sound you more adult. People aren't articulate. Are articulate. Oh, she's saying, yeah, oh, she's she's saying yeah, gay people. She, are. Undoubtedly, she you know was watching Frasier or something. It's like, yeah. mm, I don't like this guy. Yeah. And so I was talking the way I talk at age 11 or whatever you are in seventh grade. Yeah. And uh, so she's like, are you gay? And I was like, uh, no. What? Yeah. what? Like, I, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I want to clarify that neither Frasier or Niles is gay. Right, but they came, even though, like, okay. half that cast, but I'm sure everybody someone, except Frazier was gay. There's someone in the Midwest but, who goes, why do they talk like that? Yeah, yeah I was in, I, was, I lived shit. in Denver at the time. My mom called me three months ago to ask if I was gay. And I've, I had many girls. I'm actually curious, what, what is the answer on that? <laughs> no, I'm not gay. But she called me and I asked her why she thought that, because I've had a lot of girlfriends and stuff like that. And she said, well, you know, 
you live in LA and you just around those people all the time. Did she say you know what? Like, she's, uh, she's making a good argument. Did she yeah, say it excellent like, argument? Did she say it like, I'm, I'm okay with. I want you. Know she'd I'm be okay, okay with it. She'd be okay with it. But no matter but, what, no, no, she'd be she totally. Just told okay. her yes. Well, she's she's you know she's the woman from my movie. You know she's right. like in Texas, the evangelical. Mm-hmm. She she lives a, a very sheltered kind of existence, and I think she's been convinced that she tried to convince me one time that. Do you want to tell that teachers story? in San Francisco are teaching kids to be gay? Do you want to tell that story about that great day? You had what great day? Great day. Great day you had regarding those text messages that your mom got. This is not a story about a great day. Okay, so for battleship protection, I will get through. (laughs) Can I get through the end of it? By all means. Okay. Are we wrapping up? Oh yeah, what am I doing? Nah, we're good. Okay, we're so this is the story of a man. I think that Rob, this should be the next movie Robbie directs. This is an should be the movie. This should, this should be the movie that that Robbie writes. Just bangs out a quick script. So let me give you the quick one. And if you if you agree, hit up Robbie. Find him on social media or whatever, and um, demand that he write this script. Or find Josh and demand it. And so I'll let him know. I mean, I, listen, the, I don't have the power to write. The logline of the story is that my mom is a widow in small town, Texas, um, suburban evangelical, uh, you know, sweet, sweet lady, but she's been a widow for like six, seven years now. We have these family friends who are, go to her church who we've known forever and are married. And we're very good friends with my stepdad before even he met my mom. And one of them, uh, the the man who's married to this woman that my mom is friends with and all, he, my mom told me he made a pass at her. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'll explain how, but I found out that he didn't just make a pass at her, which I thought was brilliant. He also, in a coded way, asked her to pee on him. Uh, it's the greatest... It's the great and and I didn't know. Was my, there a jellyfish involved? No. Like what's? So my mom calls me up and she said, "I gotta find my oh here." It is. My mom calls me up and she says, "Robbie, I've got to tell you something. Um, a man at church he made a pass at me." And I was like, "Well, do do, do I know him?" And she told me who it was, and I said, "But God, he's married." And I thought it was great because my mom would never go for something like that. I just love the this guy who's like a big tea party conservative family values guy just like so slimy hitting on me because he used to watch red shoes diaries with my cousin <laughs> that's the other thing that's funny he was he's just always been kind of a sleazy weird guy um but like one of those guys that presents himself as wholesome and all that and so i said well how did he make a pass at you and she then read me a a bunch of text messages oh boy um, that he sent her, um, and I can be my mom, and Josh can be. Oh sure, why not? Josh can be uh, the man. Can you do the Doctor Phil voice as the man? <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm not going to tell you the man's name. Okay, let's just call him uh, Randy. Okay, why not? Okay, Randy. Okay. okay. Oh boy. So okay, so I got to set the scene. Okay, oh, please do. My mom goes to a funeral with this guy. Okay, and r- this guy. Well, she's By friends way, you're with step, him. Yes, and you're, you're, she's friends with him right Mm -hmm. she goes to funeral with him uh they're 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 she he's nice to her or whatever they've been friends for a while every time once in a while he'll get flirtatious and my mom will go 
Oh, Randy. Mr. Randy. That's what she'll say to him. That's, well, that's pretty flirtatious. No, no. It's like a Southern thing. It's like okay. when, when you're when you're uncomfortable or something, you'll Mr. Randy. Oh, oh. Mr. Randy. Yeah, you know, I said it a little flirt, more flirtatious. But my mom is, is not. I mean, she is. She's oblivious. She's a, completely oblivious. So she sends him a text because they're supposed to go home. Uh, she's supposed to take him home. And she's waiting at a restroom uh, uh, because she's going to the restroom before he takes she, she takes he, him out. He had a water burger. So she sends him a, a, a water burger, right? At a water burger. Yes. She's waiting <laughs> she there. Water she went to water burger after the funeral to get something to eat. A funeral real quick. someone they knew. He's waiting at the restroom. He's still at the funeral. He's waiting for her. She sent him a text that says waiting at the restroom. He's like, oh, he said, what are you doing or something like that? Yeah. Right? And, and she says, waiting at restroom. And then he the, says, the next what? day, the next day, he yeah, says, he says there's a time mark. On there's there. a there's a time there's a time mark of uh, the next day at almost 24 hours later. He says, "Why?" <laughs> My mom says, "This was from yesterday. There was a line as always at the women's restroom!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Is that a problem for women that have to potty? Most assuredly. <laughs> and then Ron says. <laughs> It's only water. <laughs> now, that is the point where I'm reading these texts from my mom, or my mom's reading them to me. I'm like, holy fuck, what is going on? It's only water. What a weird thing to say. And it's starting to come. Exclamation point, by the way. And it's it's st- only water. And it's starting to come together in my head a little, and I am just on the edge of my seat. My mom answers back, hmm, well, still, we need a potty. Exclamation point. So she has no idea what he's talking about. And he says, there are other ways. Right, guys. He says, there are other ways. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. She says, "Um, not for us. Thank you very much. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. And Ron says, what us are you referring to? He misspelled referring. My mom says, us of the female persuasion. Your mom sounds adorable, by the yeah, way. Yes, she's the greatest. And then he, she has no clue what's going on. And then he says, oh, exclamation point. I thought, or I was afraid you meant you and me. So there he's like, he's like kind of half-heartedly bringing up mm. him and her, uh-huh. right? She goes, Mr. Randy! <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point. And then he says, hum, Exclamation point. I think you may know what I'm thinking. Exclamation point. And then I, I don't know how much time goes by between these two uh, text messages, but he goes, did I scare you? <laughs> did I scare you? <laughs> and here's my mom's fatal flaw. <laughs> she says, no, like many O's. No, dot, dot, dot. I know you, Mr. Randy. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Now, my mom means this, I assure you, totally innocently. She's just uncomfortable. Her fatal flaw is putting too many O's on that no, right? Because what Randy is hearing is, no. Do you? I know you, Mr. Randy. Oh, yeah. He goes. But she says, no, I know you, Mr. Randy. And he says, do you? We all have secrets. Oh, do you have any? Question mark. I will share. I will share. (laughs) 
your mom's about to die. <laughs> so my mom says very uncomfortably, no secrets here. Okay. And Exclamation I, point. I like to imagine Mr. Randy <laughs> really glued to his cell phone. In his, in hanging his, on the edge. In his bathroom. On hooks. His wife <laughs> is his wife is in, in the bedroom. Yeah, in he's the in the bathroom. Room. He's saying he's taking Randy, the world's longest shit. Randy, he's like got his dick all he's got his dick all hard. Randy. With speedo. Randy, what are you doing? He says, shut up. I'm right here. I'm taking a shit. <laughs> okay. So my mom goes, says, no secrets here. And he says, and then, okay, this is after he goes, this is, he really put himself out there. He goes, do you, we have, we all have secrets. Do you have any? I, I will, will share. share. She goes, no secrets here. And his response is darn exclamation point. I was willing to share. And she goes, sorry, exclamation point, exclamation point. And he goes, you would not like it. You are too good. Oh boy! Oh, said, and my mom says you need to keep those kind of secrets. Those exclamation points. She says you need to keep those, those kind of secrets. So she knows at this point he's talking about something weird. Yeah, kind of secrets to yourself. Off to the store before I have to go to a meeting. <laughs> bye bye. Smiley face, smiley face. And then he goes, "You're misspelled. You're you're the best!" Exclamation point. Enjoyed our text. Okay, bye. so my my mom read that to me, and I figured out the peeing thing. She did not know about that. I was like, Mr. Randy just basically, like, there's no other reason to put, it's only water. (laughs) And his secrets, I think you might know what I'm talking about. So my mom didn't know about that. And she kept talking to Mr. Randy for two weeks. And let's just read all the text without any interjection. Okay. All right, we'll just do it real quick. Oh so, I like a piece of dialogue. Yeah. go as long as you want. September, <laughs> September 8th. Uh, September 8th. Good night, Linda. Good night, Mr. Ron. Randy. Eat. Randy. Uh-oh. Randy. Whoops. No, his name's not Ran- Ron, Ron or Randy. Okay. Okay. And then he's uh, the next morning. Good morning, Miss Linda. Morning, Mr. Randy. <laughs> Linda. I have work to do in and around the house this morning, and you may have also, period. Maybe later. Love you. Love <laughs> Whoa. And my mom says, off to Bible study. <laughs> and then Randy says, uh, that night at 9.53. I know it is late. Just thinking about you. No response from my mom. Next wet next day. Okay, so this 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 is the next day. This is like two weeks after the P emails. I think this is is this the next day or is this uh, uh or was this did weeks go by between uh, just I know it's like just thinking about you and then he comes at, he she does respond and weeks go by. Yeah, maybe weeks. I think weeks go by. Weeks after, go by and uh, he's still thinking place. and he's com- he comes by my mom's so ha- house he, a few times. I think what's happened is. He said, I know it's late just thinking about you. Gets she no didn't response. answer. And, and he starts thinking, well, dang, I got to think what of a new tactic. What am I going to do now? New tactic. And, and, and then he randomly and, goes. And my, uh, wait. Let's, just, let's get it out. To, to know stuff. this, you have to know who Bill is. Bill is my stepdad who died, okay. who this guy knew. Okay. okay. The basis for John And they Deal used to go film. on trips together, the families and stuff like that. All and, right. And he says, Linda, I was looking at photo albums today. Lots. And, and she says, memories are nice. Bill is my best memory and always will be. And he says, he says, he repeats the he goes, previous text oh, because yeah. he f- didn't finish it. Linda, I was looking at photo albums today. Lots of pictures of you and Bill. So why is he bringing up my dead stepdad who was his friend? I and mean, he knows my mom is devoted to. Yep. Those are my best memories. She says again. 
did not think it went through the first time. That's what his justification for sitting right. twice was. Right. Then he goes, care to see them? She says, sure. And by this time, she's talked to my stepmom, and she knows this guy is hitting on her. And yeah. he says... She knows the backstory now. Okay. And he goes, tonight. And she goes, don't you mean text them? And he says, no, they are in photo albums. They are not digital. <laughs> and she says, oh, maybe you and Lucy... And I can get together one evening and have a walk down memory lane. I bet Jean and Harold would like that walk too. Lucy is not his wife. That's a, that's a, but her name is different. And, um, and then the best text from Ron, Randy, (laughs) fuck that guy. He like was a predator with my mom. Fuck him. Fuck you, Ron. (laughs) Fuck you, Ron. And if you do anything to my mom, I will fucking tell this story in front of the whole, whole church. You know, I don't give a fuck you piece of shit. Just know next time you see me, I know if you are listening to this, just know, I know I ain't going to tell anybody, but I know you peed on your fucking wife. I know she probably told you to stop peeing on her. And that's why you're stalking my fucking mom. And who knows what other helpless ladies you peed on. So, so, Ron, so then in response Ron's- to the last text, he goes, which I'll read again. Oh, maybe you and Lucy and I can get together one evening and have a walk down memory lane. I bet Jane and Harry would like that walk too. And his response is, I read you loud and clear, period. Loud and clear are capitalized. If there is, I mean, that is just such passive rage. <laughs> like, Bill, I read you loud and clear. And he's got to go back to his shitty life with his <laughs> wife who won't pee on him. She's like, Ron, I, I'm not going to pee on you. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing you're going to. No, I'm t- I'm putting my foot down. And he just goes to sleep thinking about my mom squatting over him and peeing on his face. Sick fuck piece of shit. I, I really like, oh, God, fuck that guy. Wow. Uh, I think that was cathartic for all of us. I know. Is this exploitation or great entertainment? (laughs) You know what? I got, I'm going to say yes. That was all, that was a long story. Was that, that wasn't boring. Was it that? No, could not have been. Do you understand that when my mom read these things to me, I was so excited. Like I just showed it to every, it was my birthday and I showed it to everyone I could. And my mom's concern was that I was going to show it to people. And because she sent me photos of the text and she's like, I don't want, I feel so stupid. I feel so dumb for, for keeping the conversation going with this guy. Her concern that it was that I was going to be talking to people and like making fun of her. And I go, mom, I will not show these to anybody and make fun of you. I will absolutely show them to everyone I know and make fun of this guy because he what a stupid shit that he writes this in text to my mom and my mom this is my mom she's pretty smart she went immediately to her minister and showed him all of the text because she knew that this guy is the type of guy who like gets spurned by somebody he's trying to cheat on his wife with and then he's in bed with his wife and he's like you know Linda has been flirting. She's been getting a little too close to me lately, you know, and he starts spreading rumors about my mom. And if any rumors get around about my mom, the next time man, that the fucking church, I will go up on stage and I will point him out and I'll say, motherfucker likes to be peed on. (laughs) He tried to get my mom to pee on him. 
and I will show you the text. And, and, and drop red shoe diaries. And you used to watch red shoe diaries when he was a kid. And you can point at the minister and say, this guy will back me up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This guy, he, gets this guy it. knows the whole story. And the guy's guy like, knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, I have seen the text, but if you could not say motherfucker, I would appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, this is a house of God. <laughs> house God. This is a house of God. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? And that's the thing. As somebody who's been in the church his whole life, that's a good call on your mom. That is a woman who understands how the church works yeah. and how fast a rumor can spread. And I was proud her. of her for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really, all I could say to her was, mom, I'm not going to make fun of you. And you have given me the greatest birthday present. <laughs> I, ever got in my life. I mean, I called Josh immediately. I was like, Oh, holy shit, Josh, you're not going to believe it because this man, this kind of pathetic man hitting on my mom was good enough, but that he, he, he said he likes to be, it's only what like, he likes to be peed on. He fantasized about me, getting that, pissed part on. About, um, and I'm not against like, people oh, I, like that. The part where know? he's like, yeah, it's not about the, it's not, I, I don't know. It, it's not about like, look, if you like to be peed on, that's your business. Go that's for your it. bag. Man. But, but, but maybe it's the hypocrisy. Or it's the hypocrisy. And he, and he's, he's taking advantage. He's, he's like, it's well, the predatory. Also the, also, the, also the predatory thing of like, you know, Hey, I sure miss Bill. That oh, thing. that sure is the Bill. worst. That's a that's you. a real tactic because what he's doing then is I'm talking about him as though he were a character right. in a movie. Take note of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's that, a good movie idea, Robbie. That he is, but you need to flesh out the character well, and make him not, not a pure I, I predator. Think I'm doing a I'm doing a TV show right now for AMC that has a lot of characters like this. Okay. I think it's something cool that you could put. I I don't know. I think you can make it a short. I think you can make it a one man show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what were you going to say? Oh boy, now I don't completely. Oh yeah, right. Cuz what he's doing it's just like it's that idea of like a new tactic and it's like, okay, what can I do cuz she seems pretty devoted to this uh this uh departed husband of hers. So what I can do is maybe if I can lock into that emotion. That's just and how much she's missing him and how much she yeah. how alone she feels. If I can lock into that and then be there as she's feeling yeah. it, maybe then she she slips me in. Sorry, I didn't mean to put it that guy. Like I step oh, in okay. where where you know Bill yeah. is not. Like, yeah, it's a really and he's trying to lure my mom over to his house. Yeah, essentially like charitably so he can fuck her, but using using pictures of 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 my dead stepfather who he was good friends with. And it's, it's just, uh, it, my, my, the, the, my girlfriend and my, my, uh, my friend Andrew I, pointed out to me, they got a little offended at it. And I was like, well, it's, it's, I think it's really funny because I think the, the patheticness is funny and the, and this, yeah. the, the quiet desperation, desperation there, that, but, but they, but they pointed it. out, look, this guy, uh, you know, it is funny, but this guy, like, especially in that moment, like this guy is really taking advantage of my mom. Yeah. And if my mom weren't so, I mean, my mom's very strong, even though she appears to be so sheltered and she, she's been through a lot, but a weaker woman, like he's bullying my mom into doing something, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's, he's, and, and it's just, so shitty it's just so terrible you know and he did other stuff like he kept coming by our house uh saying he had to go to the vet my mom was like well ron just kept coming by um to jersey village um uh and he kept checking on me and um you know saying he had to go to the vet you know because it's right down the street and i don't know i don't think i don't think he really had to go to the vet 
it was all those times. <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I think he was just, he's just a terrible, awful human being. I, I did feel bad about using his name, but I, I don't Just know. now? Fuck it. Fuck him. Yeah. I mean, he's, nobody's going to hear this. He doesn't, like, he doesn't strike me as the podcast type. No. I don't think he would enjoy Just don't it. say the name of the congregation. The only thing I feel bad <laughs> for is if, 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 is if, so somebody that it is if it, it, it embarrassed my mom at all, but uh, it, it, the only thing that could embarrass her is if like she thought she tore apart somebody's family. Sure. I, I think my mom would be, would be not okay with me telling the story, but were that uh, family fine. to be torn apart, it is hardly her fault. It, yeah, that's true. But she would, she would take it that way. She would, she would, she would fit because she doesn't want. She knows right. those people. But fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy who likes to be pissed on. <laughs> you like to be pee pee done. Well, I don't know <laughs> how we go anywhere else from there. Yeah, that seems like that is a that is the literal and figurative climax of, uh, <laughs> of the of the episode. But that's a great uh, Todd Solon's character, right? No yeah, question about it. This guy is just in the or bathroom. Or is it a great like, Robbie? Pitt? There we go. There we, we go. We'll have you back on when you are promoting the uh, yeah, the, the pisser story. chronicles. Yeah. It could just it could, yeah. It could we just it could Mr. simply it could simply just be called Mister Randy. <laughs> Mister Randy. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. I can avoid tearing his fucking stupid family. Apart. Well, you guys, thank you for uh, celebrating our 450th episode. Thank with you us. for having us. Lots of fun. Thank you at home yes. for listening. And um, I, I, I apologize for that that Jared Fogel thing. Oh, I, I'm still feel bad about that. That was a dumb thing. Oh yeah, it was it, hard it, to put the viewers on. It yeah. got but us, maybe, but it got us into it some got interesting us discussion. Yeah, absolutely. I want to tell you guys, both the listeners and uh, everyone at the table, about TweakedAudio.com, which oh, is where yeah. you go Ooh. for professional quality earbuds in a variety of styles and oh. colors. And they're very stylish and they're very colorful, and they sound great. And I use them all the time. And they're available at a low, low price at TweakedAudio.com. But oh. because you know us, because you're cool, if you go to TweakedAudio.com and you put in the offer code Pretension at checkout, you get one-third off that already low, low price and no shipping charges. So that's TweakedAudio.com, offer code Pretension. Oh, that's good. All right. Um, well, also, if they're in the mood for a movie this weekend, okay, yeah, give we a have second. a movie coming out. I'll, I'm going to get back to that. Okay. Yeah, just sorry. take yeah, it easy. I'm we sorry. We'll give you time to here. plug. Do you have to be so shameless? Yeah. You just have to. Um, we will give you the space to plug real quick. Let me uh, run through me and Tyler's plugs. It's BattleshipPretension.com. is where you can find all the movie reviews that we write, all the other podcasts in the BP fleet, and this podcast, all our past episodes, most of our past episodes, rather. Uh, you can email us at David at BattleshipPretension.com or Tyler at BattleshipPretension.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. Uh, follow Tyler at Tyler Pretension. His other shows are Worth Playing For, which uh, in which you talk about the... Uh, Baseball? Uh, no, uh, Survivor. That's right. And this last episode was wonderful. It's emotional from what I understand. Very emotional. Survivor and, the reality show? Yes. Yeah. Are you a big uh, Survivor fan? I am. I didn't know it's, it was still I've gone out with three Survivor girls. Uh, tell me who right now. Uh, very nice girls. Okay. So first of all, sure. Uh, Sugar Kuiper. Sh- really? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, PG. PG. Yeah. She just got eliminated this season. Very cool person. Okay. Um, I can't remember the other one. There wasn't one other. Okay. Oh no, no. A road rules girl. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. But PG, yeah, she's on this season. Good for good for her. Okay. Well, I think you gotta have Robbie on your Survivor okay. podcast. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> and then your other podcast is called More Than One Lesson. That's correct. Oh, let's see. By the time this goes up, oh yeah. Uh, so we were we are wrapping up Halloween times with a discussion of M Night Shyamalan's The Visit. Okay. With the companion film uh, The Wolfman. All right. My other podcast the is The Wolfman. About- the Wolfman. That's not film about the uh, no. It's two words. It um, is the Wolf Man. It's uh, the Wolf Man, not the Wolfman. Um, Wolfman, not the Wolfman. No, my the my Wolfman. other podcast is about television. It's called Hey, Watch This. This week we're talking about uh, ABC's Nashville, and we're talking about the premiere of uh, Wicked City, starring among others Ed Westwick. Um, speaking of Ed Westwick, Yay. what do you guys have to promote? Uh, we just, if you want to go see a movie this weekend, me and Josh have a movie out called freaks of nature. Uh, it's probably playing in a city that you are in. Maybe, maybe should be a silly little, yeah, it's a fun monster mash movie. Yeah. So go see it. What's it about? Let's try that. It's about, uh, a town where, uh, vampires, zombies, and humans live in, uh, relative harmony, Coexistence. uh, coexistence and aliens attack. I mean, right. it's a big, crazy, nutso. Uh, as Patton Oswalt, Keegan Michael Key, Dennis Leary, uh, Joan Cusack, Josh Fadum, uh, Mackenzie Davis, if people know her from Ed Westwick, Ed Westwick Chris from Silka, Who just showed his penis in uh, Leftovers? Vanessa Hudgens. Who else does it? Does somebody have cologne on? I, I just put some. I had this um, hand sanitizer in my pocket. So it has Josh Fadum in it. <laughs> uh, so go see it this weekend if you can. Yeah, find where freaks it's of nature. Yeah, uh, and can people follow you guys on Twitter? I imagine. I know no, I him. do. I think Josh. I'm on Twitter. I do some great tweets. Um, people love the tweets. They say, "Josh, we can't get enough of these tweets. Um, keep them coming." And uh, um, I'm just at Josh Fadum. What else? You can find me at Josh Fadum. You can find me on the Tumblr. You can find me on. Um, what other social media? Google Plus. You can find me on Google Plus. You can find me on Snapchat. You can find me on <laughs> Facebook. Uh, uh, what, what, about, what about Vane? You got the video oh, videos I'm on Vane. Vane. Yeah, I Vane. You can find me on Vane. In- I, I Insta- Instagram. Vanes. And Instagram. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, I feel like I got something else. Something else that's worth promoting. Oh, will this be playing November sixth? You got a sketch uh, show on November 6th? Yeah, this goes on November 1st. November yeah, so, 6th yeah. at UCB Sunset. I've got a really stupid show with some friends. Um, I believe it's called Piss Shit Puke Dick, a faith-based sketch comedy show, all clean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it should be pretty fun. And every, uh, is it still every Tuesday, Tuesday. night at the uh, Copper Still Oh, yes, bar? every Tuesday night at the Copper Still. Which is which, an awesome show. And it's also an awesome bar. Which, oh, yeah, uh, with me and Johnny Pemberton. Johnny Pemberton do it. Uh, LA Weekly just named the bartender the like best bartender in LA. Oh, well, that's wow. nice. Uh, Nancy, what's cool. her name? Um, uh, yes, we switched to Tuesday, so Nancy doesn't work that night. But hey, oh, well, I'm sure she leaves her recipes Nancy sitting on the counter. Peach. Oh, we love Nancy. Nancy's great. Nancy's great. Nancy, Nancy was great to work with. Oh, she was really good. Oh, oh God. Gosh, yes, Nancy. Uh, she's a little crabby, I'll be honest. She was, and well, she's not the best. Um, uh, what else can I say? Uh, I think we got it all. We got We're it pretty all. good. We got it all. This is a movies. long episode. And, and anything else, Robbie, from you? Uh, no. Okay. No. Well, I'll thank you guys. Back. I'm going to come back uh, maybe in a month and talk about Asian cinema. Uh, in a month? Okay, we'll put it. Two, whenever you want to Josh is studying Chinese. Can you say goodbye we'll in Chinese? All right, thank you, everybody. We'll, we'll get you next time. What? 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 That's my line. Sorry.
This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.